The Midweek Muscle Podcast. Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Hey, everybody, this is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the Midweek Muscle. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whenever you're deciding to listen into this cast. Thank you for joining us as we look at June, June 30. Here we are already. I feel like we blinked and it was already here. We're closing out this month with just thinking about overall uh, our health and wellness month, uh, thinking about Men's Health Month, and of course, Pride. If you are finding yourself listening to your voice, my name is Jay-Z. I'm your gracious host and hostess with the mostest, and I will be escorting you through today's episode as we as we finish out this month and close it out with a bang, or no pun intended. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> thank you for joining. If this is your first time listening in, thank you for joining us, and I hope that you find this episode uh, enjoyable to you or those around you, feel free to share, like, comment. I explore those. I feel appreciated and celebrated and loved with those. Um, But otherwise, I hope that you find space or make space to check out some of the other episodes as well. If you're joining us for the first time, if you've been around for a little while, you know that our aim and our goal is to give peaceful and positive perspective to help you get over those barriers or obstacles that stand in front of your way. So hence, we come to you in the middle of the week to give you that push to to finish your week strong, hence the midweek muscles. So let's 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 jump right in, shall we? Y'all, the Olympics. Mm, the Olympics. Okay. So good people. I just watched the gymnastics trials. What was that? Sunday? And even though I was going through the Sunday process of getting ready for Monday, I had a lot going on. Um It was just so exciting to see the girls get selected. I only had enough time to tune in for the girls. And unfortunately, there's no shade on the guys with the gymnastics, but that's what was showing. So that's what I was able to watch. Uh, But I am so, I am so excited for the Olympics. And just so you're aware, it's July 23rd through August 8th. Don't come for me for the dates. And just so, just in case you needed to be aware because it's being held in Tokyo this year, it's 13 hours ahead of Eastern Daylight Time. So get yourselves ready. And if you won't be ready, I'm going to be ready because the opening ceremony will be on July 23rd, starting with the two sports of archery and rowing. I'm geeked. You probably like, oh, how do you know that much? Because I'm so excited and I will sit there and watch, never watched archery a day in my life. But when the Olympics come around, you better believe I'm watching that and cheering them on. So, <laughs> and it's so interesting. It's so cool too. So, ah, uh, y'all, I hate to rush my summer like that. Like, because the Olympics are starting in July 23rd, that's basically the end of July. And I hate hate rushing my summer because I really enjoy summer. Um, And also by the time the Olympics make it here on July 23rd, that's like basically back to school and all those back to school bills are about to pile up and, and my kiddos tuition is due. And I'm like, I kind of need a break for real. So, (laughs) So yeah, like Olympics can hurry up and come, but then it's cool. It can take its time. Right. So I'm, I'm torn in between both. 
But um, I love the game, y'all. Like, I am so excited for it to come. I like, I really feel like I can do like all night, all nighters and like stay up and watch them until like four o'clock in the morning or three o'clock whenever the infomercials turn on NBC and then sleep for an hour and then get up at 6 a.m. to watch swimming. I just love it. Okay. But anyways, I just love the games. It's my guilty pleasure. And um, it may sound unattractive to do that all nighter, like I just said, because even as I was saying it out loud, I'm like, ew. <laughs> but I feel a little mildly obsessed and don't come for me because don't act like you don't do the same thing with shows like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or The Voice or American Idol or like binge watching some random ass show on Netflix that nobody's heard of. I'm sorry. Absolutely appreciate Netflix for everything they do. I watch some of the greatest films on Netflix, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Or like football for the people who sit back and watch football all flipping day every single weekend during football season. So, I mean, we all have our thing, right? And at least, at least I'm justifying myself at this point. At least this only happens for me like once in every four years instead of like every weekend or every week. And it's not like, you know, you could argue, well, what about the Winter Olympics? Don't come for me. I enjoy it, but I don't get as psyched up for the Winter Olympics. Again, I enjoy them. Don't get me wrong, but I don't go crazy over it like I do the Summer Olympics. So, yep, that's a little bit about where I'm at, my headspace and stuff, you know? And it will only grow as the games come closer and you get to see me nerd out a little bit. But um, we're closing out Pride, y'all. We're closing out on the uh, nationally recognized month of June is Pride Month. Um, and, you know, I thought to take a little bit of a spin on this one and just take a moment, a small snip to recognize, you know, since we're talking about Olympics coming and is the closing out of Pride Month, I thought like, hmm, how about we discuss a little bit about transgender persons and, and more particularly like athletes or acknowledgements or things that you may know or may not have known as it comes to <clears throat> recognizing, you know, why Pride Month is celebrated. So uh, speaking on the side of sports and Olympics, it wasn't until 2004 that uh, I think it's the International Olympic Committee, IOC, allowed transgender athletes to participate in the Olympic Games. And athletes who transitioned from female to male were allowed to compete without restriction. However, those guidelines were in effect for the 2016 Rio Olympics, even though no openly transgender athletes competed. So you think about like, there's restrictions for some, but not restrictions for others. And so let's break this down a little bit further. You think about the people who are committing themselves to their passion of their sport and that they have this like special gene in their brains and in their bodies that allows them to compete at that top level and their bodies can take it. I don't know if you know the rigorous, uh, shoot, it's almost like a beating, but I don't know if you know of any Olympians or any athletes who are training to be Olympians, but it is rigid and you think you don't want to get up from the TV right now because you don't feel like it. Like 
these athletes are put through it. Um, their trainers are breaking their bodies down as much and as fast as they can only to recover their bodies as fast as they can so they can go back out and do it the next day so they can be ready for these sports. And it only increases with intensity. So when you think about transgender persons, um, whether you're a female uh, transitioning to male and you can compete without restriction or a male transitioning to female, you have restrictions. And so again, it almost seems like, okay, well, why, right? You think about people who are committing to their passion of this sport without operating to the fullest extent of themselves, uh, without having these kind of like restrictions or impositions on them. And when you think about these people, it's like, these people have names. These people are, are also chasing their passions. I think of people like Renee Richards, an American tennis player in the sixties, whose professional career, uh, kind of for real, if you read their story, it's anticlimactic because of some of the unfortunate circumstances as a result of, you know, uh, rules and regulations that I'm sure had influence on their ability to play the sport. You know, um, you think about now with even the stigma of mental health and thinking about, uh, athletes like Naomi Osaka, who were, who was just like basically a couple weeks ago, like by French open, I need to focus on my mental health. And all of a sudden it was a big deal. Right. And so again, that impacts her ability to win in her statistics and anytime that she's not competing, that impacts her performance. And same with our transgender athletes as well, like Renee Richards. Um, if you find yourself find, reading the story, you'll see what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, the, the story, uh, Renee Richards story around tennis, something that she loved to do, um, just I'm sure it impacted her play and therefore not ranking in results or even placing uh, and then leading her to quit like four years after certain rights and legislations and rules were lifted. Right. Um, and then you think of like people who just went forward through as an Olympian uh, in their uh, gender identified as birth birth like Bruce Jenner, Jenner, who is now Caitlyn Jenner. And I know that's like a celebrity and you may have a lot to say about it because of the Kardashians or whatnot, but that's still, uh, Caitlyn Jenner is still a person through and through, right? Regardless of what lens we view um, Caitlyn Jenner as. And so, um, you know, when we think about transgender athletes, there seems to be some news around um, an athlete by the name of Laurel Hubbard. Laurel Hubbard, uh, who happens to be the first transgender person to compete at the Olympics this year. Um, and that's, that's a big deal because first of all, the sport is in weightlifting, um, and officials have selected her for the women's weightlifting team for Tokyo 2020 after qualifying requirements were recently modified. And so according to, um, oh goodness, I think that was the BBC she, Laurel, had competed in men's events before coming out as transgender in 2013. And, uh, you know, this is a hot topic, y'all. Uh, critics say that, you know, transgender persons like Hubbard have an unfair advantage. Uh, but the other side of the argument is that it's not inclusive. And so there's others 
on the other side of the argument that say more inclusion is needed in every factor and segment of how we do life, but ultimately also at the games. And so um, Hubbard went on to express gratitude for being selected for Tokyo. And it's in, and Hubbard went on to say, I am grateful and humbled by the kindness and support that has been given to me by so many New Zealanders. And, um, you know, that just came across on Monday. <sighs> like you almost think you hear these news stories and these articles and you think like, man, that must've happened like so long ago, but it, nope, it was Monday. Yeah. Um, so if you are going to follow the Olympics with me, I will be tuning in to Hubbard along with many, many other athletes and, and to see how she will do in the women's 87 kilogram weightlifting category. Um, and get this, Hubbard is 43 years old, becoming eligible to compete at the Olympics when the IOC in 2015 changed its rules, allowing transgender athletes to compete as a woman if their testosterone levels are below a certain threshold. And so again, if you're wondering why all this argument is happening is really um, outside of bias, it really comes down to this anatomical uh, hormone of testosterone. Uh, And so to just quickly define testosterone and its functions has many, many, many functions in both men and women bodies. Uh, anatomically men and women bodies, but testosterone is a hormone that increases muscle mass. And so when you think of things like sports, of course, the more muscle mass you have, the stronger, faster, higher you can do things. Um, But again, when you think about inclusion of the games and and things that um, deem to be fair or unfair to any person competing in in the games, it, it, it begs the question like, you know, what's fair and what's not fair. And so I'd love to, you know, invite you guys to consider a conversation with that, with people that you know that may or may not uh, be within the LGBT plus community. Um, And so moving on, you know, there's other great news around inclusion with a transgender woman being crowned Miss Nevada USA for the first time in pageant history. Um, the, the 27 year old Catalina, Cataluna Enriquez, uh, began competing in cisgender pageants and was named the winner this past Sunday in a competition at, um, the South Point Hotel Casino in Las Vegas. Um, according to the Las Vegas Review Journal, uh, and Enriquez said that one thing that is important for me is inclusivity, diversity, and representation is something that I did not have growing up and is still lacking in today's world. Um, And again, today I am a proud transgender woman of color. Personally, I have learned that my differences do not make me less than, it makes me more than. Um, And so again, sharing in Enriquez's sentiments, it, it just... It shares like, man, again, this just happened like what Sunday. Um, And you just think like, wow, we've come a ways, but we have a ways to go. But on the other side of the coin, on the other side of history, you have things like this happening. A school board just this week or this past week asked uh, the Supreme Court to reinstate its policy barring a transgender boy 
from using the boys' bathroom. The the Supreme Court turned down the request, but the fact that you know organizations and entities, large entities, are petitioning to reinstate policies that block the inclusion. Alongside that, um, I'm not sure if you heard, but California is banning taxpayer-funded travel to more than five states as a response to a wave of new state laws that restrict gender youth from playing sports and block access to life-saving care for members of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and so I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I think that, you know, sometimes politics gets a little dicey, especially uh, when it comes down to state to state practices and then even local legislation practices. But when you think about like, wow, um, there's there's bans and travel restrictions and 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 blocks on on people who identify within a certain community to be banned from playing sports or uh, from blocking access to care. It really it really begs the question, like, again, how fairs, how fair, unfair are these things? And, um, you know, uh, according to California, uh, with the travel law, they said we're abiding by something known as Assembly 1887. I didn't know that, which prevents the state from supporting or financing laws that they view as discriminatory. And Assembly Bill 1887 is about aligning our dollars with our values. Uh, and make no mistake, we are in the midst of, uh, of an unprecedented wave of bigotry and discrimination in this country. And the state of California is not going to support it. And that comes from Attorney General Rob Bonta from California. And so, you know, I'd love to know what you guys think about that. Do you agree with uh, Attorney General Bonta and what he says around an unprecedented wave? Uh, you know, I almost feel like it's always been here. We're just addressing it, right? Uh, I don't think it's an unprecedented wave because to say wave is to say that it comes and goes. Now, I, I, I think honestly, it's always been. Um, we're just more exposed to it because news is traveling faster. Um, however, you know, I just think that it's important to continue awareness and to continue educating ourselves about, you know, the people around us. And so again, as we close out Pride Month, and as Jamie put it so eloquently during our interview a couple of episodes back, if you have a chance to go listen, um, please do. It was a really great interview. Awareness is key. And as we're talking about key, Here's a key fact, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer LGBTQ Pride Month is currently celebrated each year in the month of June to honor the 1969 Stonewall Uprising in Manhattan. The Stonewall Uprising was a tipping point for the gay liberation movement in the United States. In the United States, the last Sunday in June was initially celebrated as Gay Pride Day, but the actual day was flexible. In major cities across the nation, the day soon grew to encompass a month-long series of events. Today, celebrations include parades, picnics, parties, workshops, symposia, and concerts. And LGBTQ Pride Month events attract millions of participants around the world. Memorials are held during this month for those members of the community who have, lost, who have been lost to hate crimes or HIV-AIDS. The purpose of the commemorative month is to recognize the impact that lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender individuals have had on a, his, on a history locally, nationally, 
an internationally basis. And so I get it, good people. I get that this may be an issue that may or may not affect you, but I can almost guarantee that it is affecting someone around you, whether you like it or not. Then you have to be in a place where you can listen to the information and decide for yourself on how to either speak up for inclusivity and speaking against vile or demeaning behaviors of others in lieu of celebrating Pride Month outside of Pride Month. Again, if you have a chance to go back and check out Jamie's interview, really, really great insight that was lended to us by Jamie. And, you know, as I think about it and I sit here and reflect, you know, I know that this episode was a little more structured and rigid than I normally am because, again, this is part of me educating myself and sharing it out loud. Uh, because even me, I find myself reading up more to try to understand better. And I even find myself apologizing <laughs> quite often for not incorporating uh, just simple things like asking people what their preferred pronouns are um, and when meeting them. And I know that I'm operating off of an old way, just assuming just by looking at someone. Um, but I have to retrain myself to do better. Um, and that's something that as I go along and I make those mistakes, I apologize. Uh, and as I do that, I'm never, ever, never, ever have I been shunned or outcasted for um, once I apologize or even before then. And, and I And I even feel bad a little bit because I'm like, dang it, I should have known better. I should have done better. Um, but even then I don't beat myself up. I just try to do better. Um, and so I'm very much received in a way, uh, when I do that, when I do apologize or when I, when I do take the steps to ask those hard questions, I am received in a way that says, I know you're learning and I know you're trying. Um, and again, I'm always met with care. And so, I encourage you, if you're listening to this and not quite sure how to have a conversation or not quite sure how to ask a question or you're afraid of being looked at as if you're a hateful person, but you're not really, you just don't know and you want to ask. And I mean, this goes for being a person of color too, like not knowing and 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 not knowing how to ask. It's just allowing yourself to be vulnerable and, and sharing like I'm learning and I'm sorry if I make a mistake, but correct me in the direction of uh, right and correct me in the direction of, of care instead of just shunning me. I think people, a little, a little bit of that goes a long ways. So, hey, good people. I know we have come again. I'll say it again. I know we have come a ways, but just like I say with black people and people of color in America, we have many ways to go. So I hope you take time to celebrate the people close to you. I hope you take time to learn from the people near you. And I hope as we close out the month of June that you take the time to support the care that lends itself to you. As we close out this month celebrating pride, health and wellness, safe zones, and men's health. Hey, we're turning the corner to July and the Olympics and so much more. And so I hope you join us this next week and join us next week as we jump into a new series. That is one thing that I do have to tell you, no interview this week because things just fell through. And in a notion for health and wellness, we have to operate from that place first. And so I hope you take this nugget out of my book this week. Please don't judge me. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll come back with it ready for you in July. And I thank you for staying in tune with me. So I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you guys make it a productive week. I hope you 
ha- have the courage to have some of the difficult conversations and to challenge, you know, uh, maybe how you approach some, some of those difficult conversations or difficult decisions. And I hope that you can uh, join us here next week as we jump into a new series. And as always, I'll see you next week. And as always, let's make it a great week and let's go.